relationship with a tree. You got the buttons all figured out there, Brad? Mom, we'll play with them. All right, I'm rolling. Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores, where you can get uh, stuff, you know, <laughs> for the garden. Uh, brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 627, June 1st, 2021. Bet they're proud. The high on this day was 92 degrees in 1939, and it was as chilly as 37 degrees in 1946. Mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. kids would not have been swimming in 1946, uh, nor would they have been swimming in 1939 because, well, they might have been swimming in 1939, but Aquaside hadn't been invented yet. Aquaside has been around about 60 years. They've been keeping your beach free of weeds and muck for more than 60 years. There's no reason... To let your lakefront go to seed, Aquaside products are easy to use. They work quickly. They're registered with the EPA and DNR, and these products are safe. Call Aquaside at 1-800-328-9350. You tell them everything. They'll figure it out for you. Or go to Aquaside.com. And now, from the mayor's office, above the boathouse, on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic. He sounds With good Rookie today. With production. Why Chris does he sound Reavers, so good? Director of Social Back in studio, bruh. John Hyde in the newsroom. I reserve and the right. Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and I already keeper my of common sense. Really? Yeah. Your mayor. That came up. Soucheray. I missed my birds. Well, it came up because I was asked by several people in the building, what does Joe need to successfully get back in the studio? Birds. And I, I the, the birds came up. Uh, the rocking chair obviously was already taken care of. We have a rocking of. chair here. Uh, it's fantastic. It came with a shawl in case you got a little chilly. <laughs> uh, boys, we didn't go deep enough into the flag business, the GL flag business. Uh, Jeff writes, gentlemen, just a quick shot of our dock on Cross Lake for Memorial Day. If you want to attract it, if you want to attract attention from passing boaters, put up a GL flag. We must have had 20 to 30 boats honk, wave, and give us a thumbs up for the flag. Love it. My kids bought one for me for my 60th birthday, which was Saturday. Of course, I had already bought one for myself, but they didn't know that. Can't have too many GL flags. Uh, and Joey also sent you a picture of my lilacs. They peaked early last week, but still look and smell great. Keep pushing back, Jeff. Uh, <clears throat> it, these flags are are quite the attention getter. They sold out on the uh, the Garage Logic no, limited edition no, pop up shop. No, they can't sell out because we bought fifty thousand of them. No, we did right? not. That's we're yeah, going to be able to sell these things from now until forever. <laughs> and uh, this is somewhat old news, but it's pertinent. Uh, who wrote this? Oh, Brian writes, On this, the highest and holiest days in all of Garage Logic, the mayor and staff have abandoned all the land of GL, and for what? That you might break an ankle golfing? For shame. Does Santa bail on Christmas Eve? Does the Easter Bunny phone it in on Easter Sunday? Does the rookie shun his family on Thanksgiving? No. So why does the mayor have such disdain for his constituents? Way to leave us hanging. It's not as if we didn't see this Friday reaching the upper 80s coming all week. It wasn't exactly a surprise, and yet you've abandoned your post and shirked your duties. Must we form a committee to recall the mayor for this cardinal of all sins? May your golf games bring thunder clouds and your flights bring oatmeal down your shorts. <laughs> and to you alone, 
uh, to atone for your grievous, grievous error in judgment. Apparently more loyal of a listener than you, Brian. He's talking about oh. I was gone on the day of the opener. That's, um, I believe that's oh. two years in a row. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, whoops. Man. Well, that's, that's, that's happenstance. That can't be controlled. Right, and we did well, acknowledge it, could, it. And I wasn't golfing, Brian. I was on a car journey. Yes. Well, it wouldn't happen, though, if you really, truly cared. I mean, let's, <laughs> let's be serious. No, you know what would have happened? I would have abandoned the car thing, and then it wouldn't have hit 70. Right, yeah. That's that, exactly that's, what would have happened. Well, wait, no, what am I you... talking about? We were at Grunhoffers last year for the opener. Yeah, I didn't miss it. That's right. What am I talking that's about? two years ago now. That was, that was two, two years, years ago. Whoa, hold on. Didn't you pull some half-ass stunt and call in or something and during a best of? I call. Or... I well, we could go him. Friday, I did. Yeah, we could go Friday. I was I here in studio, so I, I texted Joe and said, I need to call you because we're at, I think it was 73 when the show officially started that day. And, and I care so much about my mayoral position that I... Pulled off to the side of the road and uh, miraculously had a cell phone connection, which was amazing. You didn't, uh, you didn't collect a paycheck for that day, did you? I hope so. That's the, <laughs> that's the real concern here. You guys recall uh, late last week, we came across this heart disease study as it relates to birth yeah. order. Mm-hmm. Yep. And we learned that the latest study said if you're the firstborn, uh, you're least likely of your siblings to get heart disease. Mm-hmm. Well, Kelsey, you know, he's always sharp Kelsey, said if you just, you know, if you just wait long enough, you can get whatever results you want in a study. The same study 20 years ago found the exact opposite to be true. <laughs> really? The same opposite, the exact opposite uh, was in uh, uh, science, uh, newscientist.com 20 years ago uh, found that the uh, the firstborn was most likely to get heart disease as opposed to the other siblings. Really? So it's just another example of we, we as Americans are too overwhelmed with studies. Mm-hmm. That's true. Well, I took the, I, I was going to say, uh, I think that's good news. That means I got 20 more years of good, of good news. No, you're all right. You're so all right. then you're they'll tell right. me the opposite in 2041. Well, sadly enough, now the second child has died of the three who were wounded. On, mm-hmm. on, I can't read it. Anya, Anya, Anya Allen. She was six. You know, and and there's people in Minneapolis who know who did this. Mm-hmm. The thirty thousand dollar reward is not inspiring anybody, but people know who did this. Did you see where uh, we had another shootout over the weekend in Minneapolis? One dead, seven. Seven people shot, one fatally. It's open gang warfare. Yeah. And now we uh, lost this child, uh, Anya Allen. She was uh, six years old. She was in a car, and uh, she got hit in the crossfire as the gangs are firing at each other. Nine-year-old Trinity Otteson Smith died days after being shot in the head. I believe she was the one on the trampoline. Yep, she was jumping on a trampoline with friends when it happened. Ten-year-old uh, Lottavion Garrett Jr. remains hospitalized. He's in critical condition. 
Police have not announced any result, any arrests yet in any of the cases. A reward is out for information leading to arrests and tips. Be con- you can you can do this anonymously, and people still won't come. If forward. you're fearful, you can do it anonymously, anonymously to Crime Stoppers and leave a code. You know, leave, make something up. This is uh, this is Raphael six one two three. I, I have information that you're going to be interested in. Then if it pans out, you go back and you say, I was that Raphael 6123, give me the dough. But if you're that fearful, you don't even want, you know, you're, you're not going to come forward. But B, B as in B, S as in S. You, you must have a cartoon bubble of somebody walking down the street with a grocery bag with $30,000 cash no, in it. What I was going to say is there, there will be a trail to be able to find out who the snitch was. Do you think these morons are going to do that? Yeah, yeah, I do. I do. You do. Yeah. What trail could they? How could they trail? Where did he get all that money? How did he get that new Xbox? How did he? Well, if if somebody is, they're going to have to be prudent and judicious. They can't if two, suddenly run to the car dealership and buy a red new car. Mm-hmm. They're going to have to stash it away. It's like it's like keeping a secret in a small town. If two people know, the whole town knows. Come on, mm-hmm. be be real. Mm-hmm. Well, it's just what a, would it take though? Because I, I was thinking about this when I saw that story this morning. If you're a person, whether you're a single parent household or a dual parent household, whatever, what is it going to take for you to just leave? Well, can they leave? Can they afford to leave? Yeah. You know, can they even afford to move their possessions? Do they have a vehicle to move? I mean, it's it's that's not a, an easy question to answer. You know, boy, everybody it? sounds better. <laughs> well, don't they? Yeah. yeah. What I like about this is, it, it, and is this going to be permanent? We can't see you, Joe. You you can't no, see us too, a, right? This is a temporary. So when thing. I do this to you, yeah. you can't see that. I didn't no. see a thing. I didn't see a thing. I have boy, no camera on you today. This feels really good doing this to you. Now, I mean, there's cameras all over this room. Right. 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 Why? Why can't that be that one? None of them are connected currently. That's uh, what is it? Fake. Oh. They're fake cameras. Fake cameras? Like, like no. toy cameras? No, fake Kenny. security cameras. No. <laughs> no. This thing is pointed at you. Video <laughs> monitored. Say oh, wolves have gotten loose. Uh-oh. Staff at a wildlife center in Stacy, Minnesota, are trying to find a group of wolves that managed to escape from the property. This is great. This is in Anoka County. That's your county, John. Right? Mm-hmm. That is. Uh, it's the Wildlife Science Center. It's home to 120 wolves. It's inevitable that the wolves will be in the urban environment. It's just inevitable. Mm-hmm. But now, your little purse dog, Fifi, is in jeopardy. <laughs> the uh, across-the-street neighbors have a purse dog, and it went missing, and my bet was coyote. Oh. Uh, but it, it turned out, uh, and the email that went out, uh, I didn't mean to laugh, but the email that went out said... Uh, <laughs> The dog is uh, blind in one eye. Oh, no. Oh, no. Can't hear and has Alzheimer's. Other than that, it's a fighting tiger. (laughs) That sounds like the host of my most favorite podcast. (laughs) Wait a minute. And the dog was found safe, by the way. It had a collar with a number. And uh, Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Time out. Time out. This is new to me. Yeah. How do you know if a dog has Alzheimer's? They, that's what the <laughs> yeah, emailer said. Yeah, that, that's a good one. Maybe they use the word dementia. I don't know. I can't remember. Huh. But blind in one eye, can't hear, huh. and has Alzheimer's. 
Other than that, it's a frisky as hell. It's just, uh, let's go Hello? here. I, I would have bet an eagle or a coyote, and that was not the case. Yeah, that's uh, that dog's got it. Well, first of all, it's limited because it can only see if the if the attacker comes this way. Right, comes up from behind, it can't hear it. They can't hear it. No, boy. And then even it's then, even might not know what to do about it because of the Alzheimer's. <laughs> Mom, is that you? Do I run? What do I run now, or what do, do I, I do stay here? here? Is it dinner time? <laughs> That's the old lost and found poster. Dog's name, Lucky. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. I don't even have to. I, when the dogs bark, I know that there's a deer running down the street. That's what's happening now. Was it Ricey telling us about the wolf urine? How do they get it? From the wolves. From the wolves. Right. So from from the how do they get the wolf urine? From, from the, the wolves. wolves. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, they've escaped up around Stacy. That's not that far out of the metro. And uh, we'll probably be seeing wolves and... Bears and what have you in the Twin Cities. You better keep Larry in the house, John. Yeah, well, he he doesn't venture far. Don't worry. Okay. <laughs> I bet they're seeing wildlife at Center Point of Mendota Heights Commercial Office Park. You no, know they are. But it'd be pleasant. It's an eight-acre campus, rolling hills, trees, shade. This is where you want to work. We're changing the way we work. We're not going to go back downtown, or many people are not going to go back downtown. It's convenient. It's probably five minutes from the airport. And uh, you're very close to highways 55, 62, 494, and 694. You don't have to fight congestion downtown. You don't have to wait for an elevator. You don't have to worry about a restroom. Everything comes with your unit. There are no elevators. Free parking right out in front of your door. Customizable office space. You can get exactly what you want. It's locally owned and operated. There's patio space for your lunch breaks. It's just fantastic. I visited it. It's a handsome, handsome uh, uh, campus. And you can take a really nifty drone tour, escapetomendota.com, one word, escapetomendota.com. Change the way you work and be comfortable. This is Reavers once again for Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold. And Josh has a very basic question for you. Do you know what you own? You see, Mr. Money Talk's clients, and that's Josh Arnold, by the way, they always know what they own. He has found out that most people that he meets with every single day, they have no idea. Josh has seen retirement portfolios that have a big percentage in bonds, and there are real instances of people that are paying more in commissions and fees than they can possibly make on the rate of return that these bonds currently yield. Josh begs of you, know what you own. You see, trust is often overused, and it's even harder to find. Take it from me that you can trust Josh. Give him a call today for that free 48-minute financial consultation with absolutely zero obligation. Call him at 952-925-5608. Once again, that's 952-925-5608 for Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold. This guy wears many hats, just not indoors. Joe Suchere. It's like riding a bike. Wait a second. Such, did you fire that? Yep. yep. Wow. That is the first firing of a liner in how long? Since March of 2020. Wow. I'm well, impressed. You did come in the day Jesse was on. Oh, yeah. I've been in here. That's right. Uh, you can get Yeah. I, you can get All right. All right. Pass Kenny the mic. I, I, I need to say something right now. If you need a safe and... Yeah, I'm pretty sure you do. You need a safe guy. Log on to maplegrovelockandsafe.com, and I, I, I already know you're smarter than most uh, GLers. You're way smarter than me, but 
you actually might spend too much money on a safe at that big discount box store. Uh, you think you're getting a discount at it? Nah, you're probably not. That's where Rich, the owner of Maple Grove Lock and Safe, comes into play. Rich sells Liberty safes. They're made right here in these United States of America. The best safe ever made. And our guy Rich, he's been saving us money for over 30 years in Maple Grove, offering full residential and commercial lock and safe services at competitive prices. All sorts of saves, too, from teensy-weensy to humongous. In addition to Liberty Saves, uh, Rich also carries other brands and offers full commercial and residential lock and safe services. Save yourself some dough, allow Rich to educate you and help you out, and if you haven't had a chance yet, please log on to maplegrovelockandsafe.com. The shootings in Minneapolis apparently are not always turf wars. The shooting Saturday began at 9.04 p.m. Saturday on the 2600 block of Upton Avenue North. Uh, they couldn't find a victim, but a guy showed up at North Memorial with a gunshot wound. He later died. Uh, then we go to 10.49 p.m. Saturday, 3500 block of Clinton Avenue South. A person was shot inside a car. Non-life-threatening injuries. Now we go into Sunday, 12.20 a.m. Sunday on the 14 block of Portland. A man inside an apartment was shot several times during a confrontation with a visitor. He was taken to the hospital in critical condition. 1.20 a.m. Sunday on the 2400 block of Golden Valley Road. A woman was shot after someone broke into her home. 3.06 a.m. Sunday, 600 block of 2nd Avenue South. A 9-11 caller reported a fight involving 30 people in the lobby of a business. Jeez. Uh, 3.11 a.m. Sunday on the 1500 block of Nicollet Avenue. Uh, police responded to reports of a man with serious gunshot wounds, reportedly shot near Nicollet Avenue and an Interstate 94 overpass. He went to the hospital. 5.22 a.m. We wrap it up on the 2600 block of 17th Avenue South. Officers responding to a shot spotter activation found a man who had been shot in his side. It is believed the wound is non-life-threatening, and the suspect and victim may have known each other. These, uh, these violent outbreaks, of course, follow what we all know to be the shooting of three children, two of whom have now died. Uh, Annie Allen, uh, she was shot May 17th. She died May 19th. Uh, nine-year-old Trinity Addison Smith shot May 15th. She died Thursday. Oh, so uh, Trinity is the most recent one to die. I think I had that backwards. And 10-year-old uh, Lotta Vion Garrett remains in the hospital in critical condition. He was shot in the backseat of his parents' car on April 30 near North 34th and Morgan Avenues. And he remains hospitalized with critical injuries. And people know who these people are, and they're not doing anything about it. Did you guys see the video over the weekend? Um, Kenny, I think you probably did, because I think was you I retweeted it? it. No, but you retweeted it. It was either Minneapolis or Brooklyn Park, and there was a video of a car pulling up to an intersection, a young man getting out of the passenger side vehicle, firing what looked to be about eight or nine shots into a crowd, got back in the car and left. The entire encounter took about 10 seconds. But this yeah, was, was, this I, was I didn't locally? That. That was, that this was, well, Kenny, was it Brooklyn Park or Minneapolis? I can't it remember. wasn't me. I didn't tweet Oh, that. okay. I don't know. But I, I, I couldn't believe it. This guy had no idea who was in that crowd, or maybe he knew one person in that crowd, which is why he decided to fire. But how do you, 
how do you stop that? Well, obviously, they don't think their lives are worth anything, so they don't consider anybody else's lives worth anything either, even if there are innocent bystanders. I've been trying to come to grips with that myself. How do you just not care, or how do you how do you care so little about human lives that you will just indiscriminately shoot anywhere? I, I don't understand. Well, I, we, I can't wrap my head around that. I know, but we've been attempting to break that down for two or three years. That's the collapse yeah, of uh, any ethical integrity, morality. They, it's a dynamic missing at an early stage in life. I can't find a better explanation. Aren't these jackasses saddened when one of their friends gets shot and killed? Doesn't that make them go, huh, this is not a good way to live? Apparently not? not. Apparently not. It, it appears to do the opposite. Yeah. Make them want revenge or to get you know back at, at the person at the risk of at the risk of their own lives or going to jail forever and ever. Mm-hmm. Which obviously they don't think they will go to jail forever and ever. Well, the 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 judicial system has been so kind to them that what are they having to fear? Right. Look at the shooter outside the Monarch nightclub. Oh. Yep. He was awaiting yep. trial on a previous shooting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we said, okay, we understand. You can't, you can't keep everybody in jail. Okay, we get that. But you got to do a better vetting process. Yeah. Okay, I, but, but, but I draw why? the line. If you're, if you're in jail uh, because of a previous, uh, of a shooting, you're not getting out. No. And the, and the notion of we can't keep everyone in jail, why? This guy's obviously a threat. To society, but the vetting Over process would have to determine the threat. You can't, you can't just keep a kid in jail if he, if it's a non-gun-related simple offense. That let's free up okay. the jail to put the bad guy in there, mm-hmm. or and build more of them. I don't care. You got Walls's fruit warehouse. There you go. You got the fruit warehouse. But but the fact that we have to make judgments like that, because in my world, the guy that just beat the ass out of his wife in front of his kids is just as bad of a, a person as the gun violence. Idiot. I agree. I agree. You know, and, and the fact that they have to look at the two and say one is worse than the other, I, I think they're both awful. But there's, there's just a, who knows how many generations of kids that are raised without that component. Right. Without the moral component. And the problem is because we don't, not only do we not have people in place that can deal with this, and I'm not letting the city council or fry off the hook by any means, but what could they possibly do they to can't. prevent that they shooting? They can't. Right. They can't. Which is why all of this nonsense about community ambassadors and mental health patrols and the rest of it is just utter window dressing. It's just utter BS because they don't they they are not capable of saying what I just said. Mm-hmm. Uh, morality would speak to uh, a belief. Uh, morality would speak to a theology. They're they're not capable of saying that. They're afraid to. They can't. Mm-hmm. Or they'll be looked they'll be looked at differently by their peers. Yeah, if they were to bring that up, you know. And a lot of times, I think we make the mistakes of thinking that these kids and their parents are, uh, you know, too busy working, working three jobs, don't have time, don't don't have the resources. Let's face it, a lot of these kids, these twelve and up, eleven and up kids, were raised in the back seat of a car while their parents drove around doing drive-bys and crime. This is their lifestyle. This is the way they were raised. Well, then. 
You know, I'm sorry to say it, but that's that's simple fact. I don't know. Uh, seven years old, supposedly, is what's called the age of reason. Is that peculiar to Catholicism, or is that just generally known, I wonder? Oh, in my case, it should have been like, I don't know, 45. Right. But so let's say seven is the age of reason. Mm-hmm. Well, the, the moral component has to be locked into place. Yeah. Yep. By at least age seven. By at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I see it locked into five-year-olds. I've seen it locked into five-year-olds, where they they'll, they're, they're, they have a playmate, and the playmate's taking her turn on the scooter, and she goes down hard, and the other five-year-old comes over and goes, are you okay? Are you okay? That's a moral component at work. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know the other thing that, I, that I'm noticing? John and I were talking about this before the show started, Joe. The, this problem... On a, on a little bit of a smaller scale, is far more widespread than I think any of us realize. Mm-hmm. And what I'm getting at is, I was at a very large theme park in the Shakopee area yesterday. Um, and they were having... A, Let me think. <laughs> <laughs> they were having some problems with staffing. And I get that. It's not the, it's not the theme park. The old parks. employment deal again? Yeah. yeah. And, and even the, the kid... And I get it. This is a summer job for high school kids and college kids. I, I get that. Um. But, You're segueing into something we could actually do an entire segment on. Joe, kids I don't, don't know where he's going yet, Kenny. Kids don't right. know how to work. I stood in line to get some chow for the boys. This gal was on her phone. She was kind of paying attention to some people. It just we're losing a generation of of people that that just even know how to function in society. Well, but well, I can even make it worse for you. Oh, good. Okay, she was at least there. Yeah, that's, <laughs> honestly, that's what aren't. I said to uh, my wife. Think of the ones uh, who aren't. Right. That's one way of putting it. Holy cow, <laughs> I hadn't thought about that. Because these are at least the kids that are deciding, well, I'd like to go make a couple of bucks so I can buy an Xbox or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I couldn't believe it. I remember, and again, not to make this about me, but I remember unloading four pallets of softener salt at my hardware store at my high school job. And the, and the manager said, hey, grab a pop and take a couple minutes and sit down outside. It was yeah. 100 degrees out. My dad pulls up in his squad at the same exact time, <laughs> looked at me and said, you get off your ass. Someone's paying you to be here. <laughs> and I said, Dad, I j- okay. And I just, you know, but but th- there aren't, I don't think God, there are those I love kids your exist. old man. I know. <laughs> but those kids don't exist anymore, I don't think. I'm really, I'm terrified that those kids don't exist. They do, uh, but it's they do. few and they far do. between. Not not in high numbers, yeah. Yeah, numbers. no, my kid, rookie's kids. I know a yeah. bunch of kids. They do exist. Yeah. But again, you're talking about families where a moral component got locked into place. Yeah. Whether you intended for it's it's natural. Really? Yeah. To lock it into place. It just ha- it's organic. And you really don't have to do anything to lock it in place other than don't be a bad person. I mean, it's not something that you have to desk pound and scream and yell and say, you're going to do. All you have to do is lead by example. Just yep. just be a good guy. Marcus good Hunter, guy. whose uh, writings we've admired. Yes. The kid who writes about his fearfulness. Yep. Well, he obviously had a moral component locked into place by age yep. five or six, mm-hmm. seven. He's not. He doesn't pack a weapon and go around shooting people. Right. He doesn't shoot into crowds. He's not in a gang. But could he have also had a, an awakening too, or maybe you know what I'm saying? At some point he went, "This isn't. 
this is not good long term here. You know what I'm saying? No, no, he knows that, and he wrote that in his second piece where he feels he's going. You know, there's a damn good chance that he himself is going to be the victim of violence just by existing. But you know? but for him to be able to articulate that suggests to me that from a very early on he was okay. He 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 went into the yeah. world okay. Yep. I would have, yes. He had the component. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, I don't know how much longer I can get away with not calling Giants Ridge and booking our date. It's uh, June 1st, bro. Dates. <laughs> it's June 1st, bro. Giants Ridge, we're going to play the quarry and the legend, two of the greatest public golf courses in the country. They're right here up in Minnesota, up in the north uh, eastern part of the state. It's uh, It's the greatest value in Minnesota golf. There's a 37-hole special. Play the legend and the quarry. 36 holes of Minnesota's best golf, plus you get lunch between rounds. $160 plus tax on weekdays and $175 plus tax on weekends. You play 36 holes. And uh, you want to put together a family tournament or you got buddies? They're all set up to help you with that. They'll help you establish your tournament. Uh, They take care of groups of eight or more, uh, including customized tournament packages. Take the flyover. Take the drone flyover. It's really cool because it's much more than golf. It's hiking and trail biking and uh, nature and greenery and woods and lakes. It's just absolutely gorgeous. So go to uh, uh, GiantsRidge.com. Look at the flyovers. You can also uh, book your tee time at GiantsRidge.com or call them at 218-865-8030. This is Patrick Gracie with the Canopy Group. What does dedication, perseverance, resilience, and accomplishment best describe today? The Canopy Group believes it's the graduating classes of 2021. What we are most proud of for these graduates is their ability to overcome challenges in their pursuit of future opportunities. True to their perseverance and resiliency, these students are finding new ways to celebrate their milestones and their success on this journey. It puts a smile on all of our faces as we drive through communities and see dozens and thousands and hundreds of yard signs. It uh, It is amazing that what these graduating students have gone through, and they deserve the spotlight for they are Minnesota's future. Please join the Canopy Group in honoring your friends, relatives, and neighbors who represent the graduating classes of 2021. Truth, Justice, and the Souchere. Um, Bill from East Central Minnesota, he gave me some interesting tidbits about the world-famous sea foam. Hello, Kenny. Please pass along a... Hail the flashlight king to the mayor. So, uh, hail, hey, you. Joe, how you hail you. Hail uh, you. I've included a clip from a website explaining the history of Seafone. It was fascinating. That's an aside for me. Uh, and remember this style container on a shelf in my father's service station in 1968. And he told me that he had been using this fr- fine product for at least a dozen years before I was born in 59. In 81, he poured a few ounces in the tank of my 72 Articat mini bike, started right up. We pumped some air in the tires and Vroom, vroom, off I went. Truly a great product. Uh, Bill, you're already a winner in my book. And oh, you know what? I just noticed, speaking of uh, world famous, I noticed a can of Deep Creep at a used auto joint this morning in my life, in my little town, and over the weekend, a row of engine treatment at a grocery slash antique slash costume store in Oskaloosa, Iowa. 
I, I saw that on Sunday. It is a global sensation. And like Bill said, truly a great product. It's seafoam. First it was gasoline. Now it's getting serious. Hackers have attacked meat. No! <laughs> Hackers are going after our meat. We closed? We out of meat. Mm. A cyber attack uh, on JBSSA, the world's largest meat producer, has forced the shutdown of some of the largest slaughterhouses globally, and there are signs that the closures are spreading. JBS's beef plant in Canada, one of the nation's largest, was shut down Monday following the May 30 attack. The company's slaughter operations in Australia have been halted, a trade group said. A number of plants in the U.S. have been shut and shifts canceled, according to labor union representatives. The prospect of more extensive shutdowns around the world is already upending agricultural markets and raising concerns about food, secu food security as hackers increasingly target critical infrastructure. Livestock futures slumped. In the U.S. alone, JBS accounts for almost 25% of all beef capacity. Wow. They're going after our meat. What are they up to here, Joe? Going after the... No, but why? Where they get the money. They want money, yeah. <laughs> no, it's infrastructure. This is, this is Putin doing this. The owner of Pilgrim's Pride has closed meat processing facilities in Utah, Texas, and Wisconsin. Canceled shifts at plants in Iowa, Colorado. Uh, Union Facebook posts also said some kill and fabrication shifts in the U.S. have been canceled. JBS did not provide comment on U.S. plant closures, although the company said its Brazilian plants are operating normally. I don't want Brazilian meat. Have you ever had it? I want this meat. Oh, okay. I want American meat. Mm -hmm. I'll go Canada. I'll go Canada. I want some of that Wagyu. That's yeah, I want Wagyu. Mm -hmm. This better not happen to Spencer. I don't think What if Spencer's going to run short of beef? That he'll can't happen. We'll have to, he'll have to open a third shop. Because he gets his own Wagyu steak <laughs> from right. the farmer in Minnesota. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, what, what did you call one of the jobs? Kill and fabrication? Yeah, I'm, I'm struggling myself to wonder what that means. I, I'm I imagining some poor bastard that goes in and for eight hours, that's all he does is send sure. cattle to heaven? Yep. That's Ugh. a job, sure. Oh, that's a, boy. That's a job. <laughs> Who's the guy that I gets to take job. the gray Sharpie and write the X Jeez. on the forehead? That's Jesus. The... I think after about 15 minutes, I'd have to, uh, you know what, fellas? <laughs> this life ain't cracked up. Yeah, I don't You know. wouldn't make it to the first break. <laughs> 15, this yeah, This, this will know. not affect Grunhofer. No. Spencer's no. got his own deal going. And uh, it's it's right there in Hugo in the north end of 61. As long as I mention it, I might as well finish it. Huh? Yeah, there you go. Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats in Hugo for the meatloafs, the Wagyu steaks and burgers, <laughs> ham, bacon, burgers, brats, 110 different kinds of brats, seasoning. It's just fantastic. Spencer continues to wrestle with the authorities in uh, Forest Lake because he's trying to get all his ducks in a row and all his permits so he can open the new store. Up in Forest Lake, that's coming this month. If Forest, if uh, Spencer can uh, wrestle with City Hall in uh, in Forest Lake. In the meantime, the tried and true Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats is right there in Hugo, right at the north end of Hugo on the Highway of Love and Meat, Highway 61. University of Garage Logic 98, College of Self Esteem, Zip, Nada, Nothing. Here's Joe Suchere. 
He works on the fabrication line of life. He's Joe Suchere. <laughs> GLers, I know you're thinking about it. Let me tell you something right now. It's trigger time. It's time to get on the web and aimhighconstructionmn.com and see what Chris and his crew can do for you. Oh, I didn't know I was going to rhyme there. I'm brilliant. Uh, roofing, siding, decks, bathrooms, kitchens, basements, flooring, new countertops. Uh, we don't know that. <laughs> Pretty much anything. That's what Aim High Construction has done, uh, including commercial work. But since the old COVID lie screwed everything up, uh, we need to find a little time for them to get the right materials and supplies at humane prices. So it's best to get yourself on the schedule ASAP. These guys, they're racing the clock all day, every day. Daylight's burning, uh, so plan ahead. Make make the call right now. Find out when Aim High Construction can schedule your product. They, uh, your project. They do almost everything, and they do it with style. They're perfectionists. It's got to be perfect with these crew. One more time, log on to that website, aimhighconstructionmn.com. Here's John Height. Thank you, Joe. Sign of the Times, an outdoor concert scheduled at a storied North Minneapolis venue, has been put on hold because of concerns over the escalating violence in the area. The St. Paul Chamber Orchestra and the Capri Theater announced the canceling of this Thursday night's concert on the new plaza after those recent shootings on West Broadway, including one a week ago where bullets hit parked cars in the building next door. In its nearly 100-year history, this is the first time the Capri Theater said it's canceling an event over safety concerns. Uh, the uh, person who works there, uh, director of Capri, James Scott, said both of our organizations are concerned about the intense escalation of violence in our treasured Northside community. Uh, it comes after a particularly violent weekend of shootings in Minneapolis. On West Broadway, just down from the Capri Theater, Chaz Toller said the drive-by shootings are nearly constant in that area. Oh. The SPCO and the Capri are planning to reschedule the performance at a later date. Something just occurred to me. Mm-hmm. How pleasantly quiet it is here. It has been for about 12 months. Right. It's just... You mean no kids screaming? I'm not no, hearing any uh, kids. No CP <laughs> right. walking in on you, right. telling you how dumb you are. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's heavenly. But, um, yeah. John, I'm thinking about actually making a return myself. Yeah. You know, that two and a half hour can commute each way. Not so bad when, <laughs> when uh, you consider what's... The yeah. alternative. Yeah. Hmm. John, back to the uh, the orchestra yes. story. Was this a t- uh, you said uh, outdoor? Was this a ticketed event? I would assume so. Because uh, these are going to start happening chamber. more and more often, fellas. You watch the, the cancellations. Oh, who's going to buy a ticket to go downtown on a weekend? Are you kidding mm-hmm. me? At least the Twins are you know having their own security with that with the ramp that's right next to Target Field. But this is a shame. This would have been a lovely event Thursday night. It's going to be beautiful, warm. Yep. St. Paul Chamber Orchestra, classy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't blame him one bit for nope, canceling. Not at not all. Not one no, bit. Not at all. Star Tribune reporting businesses around the Twin Cities are boosting pay in an effort to get people into work. Uh, for instance, Top 10 Liquors announcing a starting boost from 12 to $15 an hour recently. Punch Pizza recently raised its minimum hourly wage to $15, as Valley Fair also did uh, for its uh, seasonal food and beverage jobs. Uh, we don't know that. Just think, Oops, Reavers, that I'm kid sorry. who couldn't wait on you was making 15 bucks an hour. I, I, I could not believe it. I could not <laughs> so, believe it. I had a question about this, and I think the piece answered it. John, maybe you can help me out. Uh, yes. And my question was, okay, you've been schlepping... 
You've been working on the, uh, what did we call it, the uh, fabrication line there for a couple <laughs> of years now. You started at twelve fifty an hour, and, and now you're at $13 an hour. And now you find that Joe Schmo, the tenderfoot, the rookie, the greenhorn, just walked in to do your same job, but he's getting paid more. So do they up everybody's wages? And I think I saw that they do? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. The answer yeah. would be yes. Does that also yes. mean the price of a punch pizza is going to increase? I yes. would imagine. Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> a burger uh, at Valley Fair, that price might have to go up. Huh? You know what a bottle of water costs? I have no idea. $7. $4.50 for really? a bottle of water in the vending machine. Really? Hey, is uh, $3 for a can of Bush Light, is that a good price? At a Tomball game, sure. Okay. Uh, that's yeah, what I was paying it. But it still ends up being bush light. <laughs> then you have to drink a bush light. Yeah. There's nothing wrong well, with a bush latte. <laughs> uh, I was at a racetrack on Saturday night in Iowa, and uh, they were going down fast and easy. And I, I just didn't run out of money. I, they just kept <laughs> just kept coming at me. Didn't run out and of I money. And I found out you can get Jager bombs. I didn't know what a Jager bomb was, but I know what they are what? now. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Oh, they're yeah. dreadful. Yeah. <laughs> That's just dreadful. They get the job. They get the job done, Mr. Well, yeah, Mayor. because Bush Light ain't going to get the job Did done. Did you crawl home after the race? <laughs> um, well, hotel was very close. Nice. Very close. Johnny Height. Economists, uh, back to the story, and labor analysts say the overall wage trend is complicated. In Minnesota, wages were up slightly in April, but by a smaller amount than in previous months, uh, likely because more low-wage workers have been coming back to work, said Orion Casal, director of the Labor Market Information Office at the Minnesota Department of Employment and Economic Development. While wages do seem to be rising more in sectors like restaurants and bars, it's not happening across the board, said Ron Wirtz, regional outreach director for the Federal Reserve Bank in Minneapolis. Uh, restaurants and hotels also appear to be feeling wage pressure. The more recent Minneapolis Fed survey of hospitality businesses, about 40% said they had raised wages by more than 3% in the last year. Uh, the, some employers are finding themselves having to entice workers, some of whom still are reticent about coming back to work because of uh, coronavirus or struggles with child care. Some workers have moved on to other industries, especially folks that used to work in restaurants. <laughs> While others are debating next steps while they continue to get enhanced unemployment benefits. Thank you. Yeah. $300 weekly supplement from the federal government lasts uh, through August. No, you got to read the next paragraph. Oh, I'll, I'll read it for you. Okay. I don't believe here in Minnesota that the $300 federal edition is disincentivizing a large number, Governor Tim Walls said last week, to which I say, <laughs> B as in B, S as in S. Oh, you're funnier than any Youngman, Gov, hey, you get this. moron. Get this, you guys. Ramsey yeah. County just approved... Property tax increases. Sure, it's about time. Uh -huh. For affordable housing. Yeah. So so the axiom you can develop is St. Paul is being made too expensive to live in so it can be affordable. Yes. <laughs> wait, yes. A minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You're right. Say that again. Oh, yeah. St. Paul is being made too expensive to live in so it can be affordable. Ah. That, John? Wow. Yeah. yeah. That is St. Paul's CNN employee Michael Cooper is suing the Minnesota State Patrol after he was arrested in May 2020 during the unrest related to the death of George Floyd. Cooper was working as a security officer for the CNN crew that was covering the protests in Minneapolis. He was detained in the Hennepin County Jail for nearly 20 hours for a curfew violation and unlawful possession of a firearm, according to his legal team. 
On May 30th, Cooper provided security as part of the same CNN team that included correspondent Omar Jimenez. You might remember Omar was arrested live, live on, on television. Live on camera, yeah, I remember yeah. that. Uh, both men are black, and Cooper's lawyers claim the fact that both were targeted for arrest was no accident when none of their white colleagues were arrested. According to the lawsuit, Cooper was arrested while he was a credentialed member of the press holding a valid H.R. 218, which permits him to carry a concealed firearm anywhere in the United States. Cooper was cooperative and lawfully present, according to his legal team. Cooper was not the only CNN employee arrested. As we pointed out, Omar Jimenez arrested while his camera crew was rolling live on CNN. Hmm. Minnesota Department of Natural Resources has issued a temporary ban on transferring farmed deer within the state amid concerns over chronic wasting disease exposure. According to the DNR, the emergency rule takes effect Tuesday and Saturday, July 31st. The exception to the rule is deer being transported to slaughter. The rules in place, the DNR says, in response to concerning developments following the discovery of CWD in white-tailed deer at a farm in Beltrami County in northern Minnesota. A follow-up to a story, you might remember this one a few years back. Criminal charges against a man accused of pushing an 8-year-old boy from a slide platform at the Apple Valley Aquatic Center in 2018. Yes, I dismissed. do remember that. Those charges have now been dismissed. Court records show the charges against Roman Alexander Adams have been dismissed. He'd previously been found incompetent to stand trial. According to the complaint, officers responded to a medical call at the center on July 31st, 2018, regarding an eight-year-old boy with a broken leg. When officers got there, they observed the child lying on the concrete sidewalk below a water slide. The investigation reportedly determined the child had been standing on the platform when a male, later identified as Adams, who was 18 at the time, picked the child up and threw the child over the railing. Adams later admitted to throwing the child off the platform because the line was taking too long, according the complaint. I have a dreadful thought, but maybe it has a, a better turnout. Did the, did the child who got tossed off uh, from the third floor at the Mall of America, did that child, is he okay now? He had a lot of I, surgeries, but he is, I think, uh, expected to recover. Good. Yeah, I think Chris is uh, exactly correct there. Authorities in Texas arrested a man accused of plotting to carry out a mass shooting at a Walmart. The search of the suspect's home turned up firearms, ammunition, and materials officials described only as radical ideology paraphernalia. He's 28-year-old Coleman Thomas Blevins. He was arrested in Kerrville. He's been charged with making a terroristic threat to create public fear of serious bodily injury. Investigators said they intercepted a message from Blevins on Thursday indicating he was ready to proceed with the mass shooting at the Walmart. Oh. Authorities searched his home and found all those things. Blevins is on a felony probation already. He was not supposed to have any guns. He was booked into the Cure County Jail in Cureville, a city about 70 miles northwest of San Antonio. Thank God the system worked this time. Yeah. But again, we have to explore this deeper. People are going nuts. Mm -hmm. Samer theory. Hand Former in hand with the decline of moral and ethical integrity. Did we well, did we do the conversation about cell phones and your brother off the air? No, off the air. Ah, uh, yes. We well off do it do it right now. It fits in. It fits in right here. Well, it's his observation that the cell phones are going to ruin an, a, an entire generation of young people. It's, it's prove a, him wrong. I don't think I, you I can. can't. I can't prove him. Uh, no, yeah. I, I think he's right, and mm -hmm. I think we're witnessing it every day. Mm -hmm. So it just brings. As ludicrous as the Samer theory first was when I when you first 
Todd trotted it out. What was that? Five years ago. Oh, no, longer than that. And let me review for new listeners. The Shamer theory was the theory of a guy named Shamer. And his friend called us one. No, it's got to be 15 years ago. And said Shamer, who worked in electronics in the military, uh, was telling his close friends, you mark my words, there's so much radiation in the air and it will become increasing that it's going to affect people's brains. And his buddies just began calling it the Samer theory, that people were going to just ultimately just start to go nuts, crack up. Mm-hmm. Because they got guys, that radar, what do you call it, uh, the radiation in their ear 24 hours a day. Do you guys remember our old engineer, Ray Brown? Sure. And Ray was... Uh, he had curtains with cactuses on them on his uh, Ford Falcon station wagon. He was, um, what? to put it, he was kooky. Yeah. He was a different sort of fella. Different. And uh, on Sunday nights, we would go to the aux transmitter, not the big 50,000-watt flamethrower, but this old um, analog, old transmitter that had, I don't know, um, it was old, okay? And I would occasionally walk through the engineering area, and on Sunday nights during his shift, he would have one arm against up against the transmitter, leaning his head into it like so. And I'd, hey, Ray, what's up, Ray? He goes, ah, I'm just getting my dose. And uh, come on, you're making this no, up. No, no, I believe I this. Not, I believe no, this. I am not making this up. Ray was a different sort of character, yeah. and I huh. think he was dead on, and he was getting his dose, and I think that's what kind of led to Ray being well, putting up curtains in his '57 Falcon, yeah. for instance. I don't think they made Falcons in 57. No, it was more like a 65. I knew a car thing Kenny didn't know. Yeah, you did, wow. John. Yeah. That's impressive. John, you know half of what I say is a lie. So that that portion half? might have been a lie. Half? <laughs> Former President Donald Trump has reportedly been telling people he thinks he'll somehow return to the White House as sitting president by August, mm-hmm. according to a report from New York Times reporter Maggie Haberman. Haberman, who broke some of the biggest stories from the Trump administration, has been covering Trump for decades, added that Trump has been laser-focused on voting audits in states whose results he's still trying to overturn. Uh, This conspiracy theory has been bubbling up in fringe conservative media for several months. MyPillow CEO Mike Lindell, one of the most prominent proponents of the theory, former Trump attorney Sidney Powell also just floated the idea at a recent QAnon conference. In Lindell's telling, August would be when he'd go to the Supreme Court to present evidence that he says he acquired January 9th. Lindell claims the evidence will be so convincing the justices will be forced to reject the 2020 election results. Former Trump advisor Steve Bannon's podcast has amplified the theory, with Lindell and others going on the show to promote it with minimal pushback. The Bannon podcast remains influential among GOP lawmakers, hoping to avoid a primary challenge while seeking re-election. Uh, dozens of lawsuits related to the election have been filed by Trump lawyers and other Republicans. So far, all of them have failed. Archaeologists have discovered 17 decapitated bodies at three Roman cemeteries in Cambridgeshire, eastern England. An exceptionally high number of decapitations which they think maybe were the result of judicial executions. So this wasn't recent? Oh, God, no. Okay. No, no. no. That's a relief Roman, there, isn't it? Roman times. times. Yeah. No. Roman times. You know, it would keep me from going to England if I thought this was a, a scourge. <laughs> that would be the reason, yeah. yeah. Uh, they're finding these bodies uh, face down, and the heads are at the people's feet. Huh. 
So they buried them that way. And they're not really sure what the whole thing was about, but they say it's... Oh, I know. It was white supremacy is what that was. (laughs) (laughs) Researchers said... 33% of the bodies they found were decapitated compared with other cases across Britain, which range from only about 2 to 6%. Hmm. It's not clear why some of the burials were prone, but the practice cannot have been a mistake, the researchers say. Uh, Possible explanations include that the people involved were criminals or that the family was ashamed of the dead person. Hmm. Uh, uh, Music death, uh, we probably all heard it over the weekend, B.J. Thomas, country and pop hit maker and five-time Grammy winner. Uh, died at the age of 78. He was uh, he had lung cancer. He had announced that back in March. His biggest hit, Raindrops Keep Falling on My Head, which was originally featured in the 1969 movie Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, spent four weeks as number one in early 1970 on the charts. Uh, written and produced by Burt Bacharach and Hal David, Raindrops won the Academy Award for the Best Original Song later that year. Uh, Thomas... 15 singles in the pop top 40 wait, from 1966. Wait, wait. To Don't name any. Quiz Joe. Quiz Joe. Seven. Quiz Joe. Not John. a not a uh, not a damn thing I remember except raindrops. Really? Oh, really? You're going to give up that easy? BJ Tom. Uh, hooked on a feeling. There's Hooked on a feeling. There's another one. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah. Give me one more and it was a big one. Raindrops keep falling on my name that one. Hooked yeah, on we, a we feeling. Got got, How about I don't know. I'll give you a hint. Hey, won't you come my play? way? Come on. Hey, won't you another? Somebody, somebody done somebody, somebody wrong song. Uh-oh, he's getting the cursor. Oh, <laughs> he's got his buttons back today. <laughs> he's got his buttons. There's a ton of other great ones. Mighty Clouds of Joy, which was a great song. Oh, Yeah, I, I loved BJ. <laughs> Uh, there's also uh, he, you know, he did the Hell David Burt Bacharach song "Raindrops." They wrote yeah. another song called "Long Ago Tomorrow," which he recorded. It was never hey. long ago tomorrow. <laughs> you done? I, I think we lost him, Johnny. <laughs> you know, talk about music. Yeah, you tried. Here's to the red, white, and blue. <laughs> I saw BJ in about 1978. Yeah. I saw Frank Zappa, so uh, I win. <laughs> the Barron County was And Miles Davis, so... I saw Buffalo Springfield. Nice. The Barron County, Wisconsin Sheriff's Office and Police Department had help from an unexpected group early Tuesday during a chase. According to a post from the Sheriff's Office, deputies were helping police during a 13-mile pursuit between Barron and Cumberland, Wisconsin. The chase ended on a farm when the suspect vehicle was blocked by a herd of cattle. All right. The Post stated we would be remiss if we didn't thank the Barron County Bovine Unit. Get it? Mm-hmm. Here it comes. Here it comes. All the, the here, yeah, because they didn't in, move over. Uh-huh. Jumping into here the fray we go. when the vehicle came into the patrol area. The Post also said no humans or cattle were hurt during the incident and that the driver was taken into custody. I saw Willie Dixon. Anybody else see Willie Dixon? I no. didn't, but I saw Buddy Guy with Junior Wells. Does that count? That's I saw close. Chuck Berry with Keith Richards. No, Does I that count? Chuck no. Berry, I didn't see him with Keith no. Richards, though. Mm-hmm. Hmm. If you find yourself uh, ever wanting to garden in the buff, apparently you're not alone. A new study from Lawn Starter, a lawn care service, has ranked the top cities for naked gardening. The study says enjoy gardening in your birthday suit. They were not judging. Just be careful. 
when picking tomatoes, pulling weeds, and trimming the bushes on World Naked Gardening no, Day. No. Trimming the what? No. <clears throat> no. 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 If you're wondering, it's already passed this year, May 7th. Lawn Starter ranked the cities by calculating a series of factors ranging from a place's nudist friendliness to weather and safety. What the suits top... out there wrestling with the, what, 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 what are the flowers that he's so obsessed with right lilacs. now? The lilacs. Yeah. Lilacs. Yeah, with nothing on but a smile. Thank God the pro turf guys didn't hear this. <laughs> uh, the top 10 cities, number one, Miami. Huh. Austin, Texas, number two. Yeah. Seattle, Atlanta, and Portland. We'll just go top five. We're not on the somebody. list, huh? Yeah. We are not. We are not on the list. I John, that's uh, that's that's not surprising. Uh, <laughs> thank you uh, very <laughs> yeah, much for you're that. Well, you're uh, welcome. You know, we have a lot of winter here and things of hey. that nature. I don't know Should that play? he uh, means that, uh, Johnny. I don't. Uh, I'm going to come back with done the, somebody wrong. I'm going to come back with the COVID-19 vaccine incentives for GLers that was uh, submitted to be by by Joel from over yonder. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Souchere. Joe, hearing Governor Walz's announcement of COVID-19 vaccine incentives left me wondering how the mayor of GL could one-up the governor and begin GL's own incentive program. Hey! I would like to offer a few valuable garage items to begin to stock up the GL treasure chest of prizes for GLers uh, for a poke campaign. Please review the list below. Just a small selection of incentives, all useful in their own way. One tube of DAP silicone window and door caulk, half-used, almond in color. (laughs) Open correctly and still usable with three-inch decking screw plug. One used caulking gun. If a husband and wife get poked together, the gun and caulk are awarded as a combo prize. Otherwise, caulking gun awarded separately. One three-way light bulb with the low light setting burned out, incandescent. Two-thirds bottle of STP power steering fluid. One wire set FM radio antenna for a home stereo never used. Various grit three-by-six sheets of sandpaper partially used. Twelve total for the group of neighbors getting poked all at the same time. How long is this bit? Sanding block to go with the sandpaper for the husband-wife-neighbor combo pokers. One wire hanger, unwound, odd shapes and sizes of garage wood, six Can in I total. Go home now? I'm gonna. I'll see you tomorrow, guys. One 25 foot extension cord, in fair condition, <laughs> blue in color, clipped by a hedge clipper and taped back together. Grounding pin removed. Three chainsaw blades may need sharpening. Joe G. Ellers know the special prizes don't need to be offered to procrastinators as a carrot to get poked. With your approval, I would like to set the above prizes on a card table at the end of the 4th of July parade to offer as a reward to any GLer already vaccinated or even those just thinking about getting vaccinated. No proof of poke needed. Uh, Thanks, Joe from over yonder. Thank you, Joe. Let's get something straight here, Mayor. Hmm? In Garage Logic, Gumption County, do we give a rat's ass whether you're vaxxed or not? Uh, I, 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 I care that Reavers is. Because <laughs> I'm sitting next to him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so in the mayor's office and wherever the mayor may go, it matters. 
I I would never uh, hector somebody about it. I, I would never get too worked up about it. If you get vaccinated, you get vaccinated. If you don't, you don't. Did I see that we're we're going down to as young as twelve now? Yeah, I don't know about that. Uh, I don't. I'm not a doctor. Right. right. None of us are. I'm, I'm not a medical man. But Dr. Scott Johnson, who we've had on the air. Jensen. Jensen, I'm sorry. Yep. He's running yeah. for governor. Mm-hmm. And he is adamantly opposed to children getting the vaccine. Yes. And I'm... he's a doctor. He knows what he's talking about. Mm-hmm. You know. But he's not the mayor of a uh, make-believe uh, municipality <laughs> in town. And that that's whose advice I am seeking out right now. And I would like a firm reading on what the policy is wow. here at GL. Well, being Give being being non-medical, uh, I can I, I would still draw a conclusion. I don't know that it's going to make any difference if you get vaccinated in this sense. This is never going away. How are you going to how are you going how many people on earth? 6 billion? Sure. 7 billion? <laughs> sure. Well, you're not sure. going to vaccinate them all. No. There's there's no there there will never be an indicator that says this is over. You know what I'm saying? And aren't aren't we going to have to, for those that have been vaccinated, they're they're going to have to get, get it annually. Boosters, I get boosters, boosters. Yeah. But so there's no marker. That. There's I'm no marker that. anywhere that will say, oh, we've now reached the point where COVID nineteen has been erased from Earth. That'll never happen. No. That'll never happen. And it will continue to evolve, right? As we've seen with the different levels of variants. In fact, there was a, a story, John. Did you see that? That there's another strain that just developed in China. There, yes. I did not see that. Yeah, and I don't trust these chai coms. No, they're going to float another one out here and try to kill us. Chai-coms. Yeah, bunch of commies. Jeez. Hey, I fired up my Yamaha scooter last night. You did for the first time. Tim Tim returned it to me a month ago. I finally got around. The weather was decent enough, and. Uh, uh, boy, they did a nice job on it because it's been sitting there for a month and it fired right off. Of course, a little sea foam didn't hurt that either. But uh, they have a full line of those Yamaha products at EcoFun Motorsports on Highway 61 and Forest Lake. But most importantly, a really sound inventory of electric assist bikes, both Bintelli and Yamaha. What a great riding season is just beginning. And at EcoFun, you'll get the right fit, the right frame size, the right tires, the right handlebars, the right seat. All of that's important to make your riding more enjoyable. Full line of youth recreational equipment, helmets and apparel, and a great service department at EcoFun Motorsports. It's on Highway 61 in downtown Forest Lake. Only (laughs) because they come to us all the way from Marloth Park in Mumpumalonga, South Africa, from our friend Tom Lyman. On this day in 1979, I remember this well, Jerry Spies departed from Chesapeake Bay in his 10-foot sailboat. Named what? Staff? Anyone? Anyone? Uh, The Resolute Desk. No. (laughs) You're close, though, believe it or not, in somewhat, in some fashion. Yankee Girl. Uh, He built it in his White Bear garage in 1977 after a solo voyage across the Atlantic. Wait, stop, 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 stop. How is he close? How is the presidential desk given to us from who? What, England or I don't know. France or something? Uh, How is that close thought, to Yankee? Well, the word Yankee. I don't know. <laughs> okay, I got the Joe. word Yankee in there. Fair enough. Okay. Close Spies arrived in Falmouth 
Falmouth, England. Falmouth. Fal- <laughs> Falmouth. Falmouth. we really tried today. I mean, we really, we really did. On July twenty fourth, nineteen seventy nine. I remember him testing this boat in White Bear Lake. It looked, I thought it was a marker buoy when I first saw it from a distance. It was that Wait, small. Oh, he was a local guy. Oh, we're yeah. doing this day in local history. Of course, he was a local guy. Can he? Right. Can he throw some coins? Wow, in you're going to get moron. that. Sorry, I'm going to have to. I'm, I'm in the middle of this interesting uh, article called Where Have All the Wood Pallets Gone? And, and I'll tell you where they went. They're in my neighbor's yard. He uses them for, sw- for fence and for furniture and <laughs> for all sorts of stuff. Anyway, go ahead, Joe. You were in 1927 the of on this day. Harper <laughs> and Brothers publishes the first English edition of Ole E. Rolvog's Giants in the Earth, a novel of Norwegian settlement on the Great Plains. Rolvog, a professor at St. Olaf College, wrote the original text in Norwegian. Now, didn't we have a governor, Rolvog? Rolvog? Rolvog. Yeah, of course we did. Is there a V in there? Would he have been related to Ole E. Rolvog? Yeah, close enough. Governor Rolvog. R-O-L-V-A-A-G. See, you're going to have to Carl. get me a laptop well, right yeah. here. Carl Rolvog. Carl Rolvog. Was an American diplomat and politician who served as the 31st governor yeah. of the state of Minnesota, 1963 to 1967. Yeah, well, he had to be related to this guy, don't you think? Sure. Only Rolvog? Huh? Sure, it's Giants your show, in the Joe. Earth? Yeah, absolutely. Does Hell it say yeah. anything about Holy, that, huh? John? Does it say anything I'm, about it that? It doesn't, but I'm going to look, uh, just uh, to run a little check here, see if he was. Yeah. Oli, huh? Uh-oh. Did you say? Oh, Oli. This thing came out. Joe unplugged Spelled his with head. an E, not a Y. Not jo- like Oli beer. Joe currently unplugged his headphones, I'm here. gentlemen. I'm back. So there he is. I'm back. He's back. But you're no help he, to me. Uh, well, you're not telling well, me listen, if Carl is related to Oli. I got it. I got it. Oh. No, wait, hang on. He Carl. is the son. <laughs> he is the son. Where'd it go? His yes, he was only son. Really? I no had kidding. it. And I lost it. Let Don't me, let me find All right. It. Giants in the earth. They haven't read it. Don't think I will. Uh, don't <laughs> think I will. <laughs> no. and don't think I won't. Northfield, Minnesota. Yeah. yeah Northfield, Minnesota. Graduated St. Olaf College. I'm sure he did. They've been in the news for yep. some time now. He's fought in World War II. Who did? Carl. Carl. Yep. Uh, after the war, he went to Norway to learn about politics before coming home to Minnesota. I'll be darned. John, uh, yeah. Joe, if you could grade today's effort, your return to the studio, <laughs> what, what, what grade would you give today's effort, Joe? A plus. That a boy. Oh. A plus. Okay. Nice. He's back, ladies and gentlemen. For me, my part was A+. Plus. Right. Oh, here we go. He does reserve the right to return to home yeah. based on various events. GLers, please do us a favor and follow the thousands that have subscribed to the Garage Logic YouTube channel. That would be lovely. Also, please don't forget to download the PodMN app for your Apple and Android devices. Thank you.
It's that time once again here in Garage Logic where we pick up that phone and we make that call to Mr. Money Talk and GLers. That is exactly what you need to do today once again for that free 48-minute financial consultation with Mr. Money Talk, of course, at 952-925-5608. You call that number, you get Josh. You also get straight talk, never sugar-coated advice. And once again here, uh, we are talking to Mr. Money Talk on the line right now. And Josh, this day after Memorial Day, you have a tribute for a friend of yours, don't you? I certainly do, Chris. Because we did not have a show on Memorial Day, I do want to take this brief bit of time to give a memory to a classmate of mine, a guy who always wanted to be a Marine, and he died, killed in action in Vietnam in April of 1970, two years after our graduation. I've commemorated and honored Corporal William Billy Comley for all the time that I have been on the radio dating back to 1981 at this time of the year. So for all veterans, for those who have lost loved ones, preserving our freedom, my heart goes out to you. Switching gears, since we're here also to talk about investing and the markets, the Dow did start June 1st out on fire, primarily with a nice upgrade of Boeing. Uh, Boeing has caught a few upgrades despite some of the issues they have still with their 737 MAX and their 787 jet as analysts swarm around the name with the potential of reopening and people returning to travel. And with more travel, there's going to be the need for newer and updated aircraft. Now, of course, it takes a while to build an airplane and much can happen between the time a plane is ordered and the time the plane goes in the air. But Boeing is up $5 and responsible for a nice chunk of today's gain. Technology shares, well, they're under pressure as interest rates tick down a little bit as investors work their playbook of seeing interest rates go up which means bond prices go down, folks. Interest rates up means bond prices go down, and the only way you're going to make money in bonds is for interest rates to go down and go down significantly. So please, as I've said previously, avoid bonds. We'll continue to to pound that. But technology uh, companies have been hurt today with interest rates sliding on the belief that their future cash flows will be worth a little less with higher interest rates. I'll say for years I have heard that happening. Yes, technology shares do fluctuate, but technology is a pretty broad area. You've got uh, companies, whether it's favorites Apple or Amazon, which are still listed as technology companies, even though they're more consumer, both discretionary and even consumer staples. And I see those uh, companies which have really been trading at a very narrow range since last September, eventually breaking to the upside. Semiconductors, well, semiconductors have had a strong run on a shortage of chips, and there's plenty of chips coming to market, hopefully within the next year. That could put some pressure on technology. You still have other names, whether it's in the cloud space, whether it's in the cybersecurity space, that are technology-related. Indeed, there are even companies such as Ford and GM that are utilizing a lot of technology to get, whether it's better gas mileage or better product, out. The number of chips that are going into to cars has increased exponentially, and that has created a little bit of an issue in car manufacturing. So I would, in essence, ignore the chatter. Yes, higher interest rates means 
negative for technology, I would look to those companies that are utilizing this technology to advance both their sales and then their earnings. Another great report and a very nice tribute, Mr. Money Talk. GLers, like I mentioned earlier, pick up that phone and make that call to Mr. Money Talk today for that free 48-minute financial consultation. And you do so by calling 952-925-5608. Once again, that's 952-925-5608. As always, straight talk, never sugar-coated advice. Josh, once again, thank you so much for the time and the chat and the great thoughts. And we'll talk to you again on Thursday. Thank you very much. Investment advisor services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a registered advisor in the state of Minnesota. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk.